Stabbing fools and selling drugs. Shit, man. Just slinging that shit like they usually do. Doing my best. But nice, I can't, nice. can't complain. I work for a good company. Yeah. Well, that we got comics. We got shit. I'm going to talk about Blood and Guts immediately, man. Uh, Jericho, Y2J, my hero, was all about explaining Blood and Guts today on his podcast. And I kind of wasn't okay. having any of it. Like, um, it was a lot of uh, talk about... Um, a lot of talk about what it was supposed to be last year and barely talking about, uh, that, um, God, I don't, I don't want to say it was a bad bump. It was a great bump. It's just that the way that it landed and the way the camera guy got the shot, like to where you could see, like it was clearly cardboard with like, uh, like a printing over it to make it look like metal. Like mm-hmm. they should have practiced that. Like they could have done that with a, with a, uh, just, you know, throwing a, a crash test dummy over the edge and seeing how it was going to, you know, the, the equal weight to Jericho. And just to make sure that, you know, okay, that, that would have sucked. Everyone would have, you know, that would have broken kayfabe after this phenomenal match, which I really enjoyed. And, you know, that's, I think, well, that was everyone's main gripe with it, wasn't it? Yeah, quite a bit. That seemed to be the majority of the thing was like, oh, I just ended, you know, and it, it wasn't a great ending, blah, blah, blah. No, honestly, it didn't bug me at all. Was nope. what it was. Freaking, you know, we've all seen freaking um, the big jump at WrestleMania 32 where Shane came well off the freaking Hell in Cell. We were both there live. Yes, we were. Uh, freaking, we all saw the crash pad. We all saw the crash pad. Hundred percent. Nobody, no, nobody, nobody rags on it. Nobody cares. Freaking, it was what it was, dude. Freaking, you know, I'd much rather freaking know that you know. Freaking a guy like Jericho freaking had a safe, you know, safe but spectacular bump. Then freaking was just like, screw it, jumps off and kills himself, you know? 100%, man. And I, I, I like that you brought that up because Jericho was talking about, like, you know, like wrestling fans are just like Star Wars fans. They're just like Marvel fans. We're, we're exceptionally critical. But one of the things about you and I is that we're actually in the business. I mean, not, I mean, not as much as you are, but uh, actually being a wrestler. But, you know, one of our main concerns is um, the safety of the boys. And I'm sure a lot of the, uh, the, smart, the smarter uh, fans out there for, uh, obviously I don't want to use the M word, but um, you get what I'm saying, uh, mm-hmm. care, care about the safety of the wrestlers. But then uh, how much do they really care if, that, if, if it was like a trending topic on Twitter? If, um, God, like, give the starting fledgling company a chance. Like, they're, they're going to make mistakes. I mean, if anything... I'm just proud that they're not screwing over their talent. Like, you know, they had let a couple people go in COVID, but it was because most of them couldn't, you know, and under no circumstances could make it to, uh, you know, to... Yeah, it was a lot of their international talent. Yeah. It was, and it, no no one was talking shit online. Um, I don't remember any any buzz about that. Maybe the one chick, but that was different. That, was, that wasn't COVID-related, but, you know, p- protect the boys, protect the company. They're doing their best. They give us a solid product, but... 
I'm not saying don't bitch, you know, bitch, that's fine, but at least uh, give yourself an opportunity to try to learn more. Or, yeah, or... I mean, it, it's, it's your right to, you know, if you like something, you don't have to like every aspect of it. It is what it is. You know, it's like it's like anything else, you know, it's like freaking, you know, you like comic books, you don't like every type of comic book. You pick and choose what you like, you Agreed. know. Even then, you know, you get an artist change and you don't like the art as much as you used to, you know. You know, that's that's your right as a consumer. The one thing that bothered me about about the whole thing about Jericho talking about it was that he was talking about it. It shouldn't have, like, I, I, I get really concerned when I hear, like, comedians, like, because I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast often, and a lot of mm-hmm. them are seriously concerned about, you know, getting canceled. And, you know, obviously this isn't, like, a cancel moment with Jericho, you know, cancel Jericho because, you know, we saw the crash pad. Um, but on the, on the same vibration, a lot of them always have to say something like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really mean this. I'm, I'm just trying to be funny. Uh, or they have to have this precursor where they denounce themselves before they denounce, you know, someone else because you know, it's part of their joke. And yeah. then the, the fact that Jericho had, you know, felt inclined to, to talk about it. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what his mindset was, is, but like, I could tell that like, I could tell that he was building toward talking about the crash bed incident. Mm-hmm. And I, the more and more it took to get to that point, it felt like it was to get to that point, not to just talk about how how awesome it was. I mean, you know, history wise, we're talking this is basically war games, but they couldn't use yeah. they couldn't use the they couldn't use the obvious obvious reason they can't use war games. But it was a great match, man. Like everyone really put all the work into it. Um, it it's hard to you know a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people. I've heard some people complain that, you know, cage matches are difficult to watch because, you know, the cage is in the way. It's not like watching Ritter to Rumble where the camera's actually inside of it, like, 100% of the time. But mm-hmm. it, well, let's talk about the good things about it. Um, it will, but before I do, just, you know, hopefully, I, I, in, in my heart of hearts, I hope that Jericho wasn't, um, wasn't didn't feel inc- a, a pressure, a social pressure to explain himself because back in the day like it would have been more of a kayfabe issue and then we're just not going to talk about it and, and it's really just fuck it um you know we we do what we do for you guys we're, we're performing but now it's like the man i really hope he didn't feel some inclination to explain himself like he did his best he did a phenomenal job taking that bump in the first place he's what like 53 54 i think it's like 50 i think 51 is what i heard last time yeah but i mean yeah it's it's you know, overall, it was a great. I I enjoyed it a lot more than the NXT version. You know, it's a lot of people talk about the difference. Like the differences have come up. You know, it was a lot more brutal, which it was. But I personally, I, I think that's what a war game needs to be. It needs to be two opposing forces, freaking going at it, and it should you know it should of course be a be all end all. And once you're done with this, you know, people are never the same. And you're you're you know you survive this right, which is the whole thought process behind the original one. You know the NXT equivalent now is, oh hey it's October, and freaking you know we need to form this team to fight this established team, and we go out there and we just do really cool shit. That's uh... and it's 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 cool, and if it's, if you like that, cool. No you know no harm no foul. But you know, it's it's not my personal cup of tea. You know, I'd much rather. I've always been like more of a story guy, and I like, you know, I want to see people being mad at each other. I want to see people. I want to see people fighting for a reason. 
you know, I just, I don't, you know, if you're going to do freaking a double moonsault off the top of a freaking cage, what brings you to that point where you have to do that? You know, as opposed to, I'm just doing it because it's quote unquote cool shit. Jericho brought that up too. Like that was one of the first things he brought up. Like was that we really wanted a story building up to blood and guts. We wanted a reason why these, you know, opposing factions should be in such a heavy duty match where, you know, there weren't actual guts, but there was a shitload of blood. Um, and he, he brought was. up enough. I thought there was enough. Um, oh, there was plenty of blood. It was great. I mean, it was like, it's that you freaking, you can't, you know, if you're going to do that type of match, that kind of dictates you should. Right. You know, it's it's war. It war's not pretty. War's gritty. It's dirty. It's a fight. And it's, you it's know, and that's that's what it was. And it's there to work out a beef. And he he brought it up like yeah like when every every October or something like that they do hell in a cell. But like a lot of times ever since you know back in the day it was like you know there was an actual legit reason for Foley and and Undertaker to be going at each other. Like yeah. there, there was a buildup, there was a story that, but every year now it's just like, okay, we're just going to put these guys in a cage. He mentioned being in a hell in a cell match and he's like, why should I even be in this? Like, this makes no fucking sense. Like yeah. uh, it's October. It's, it's October. So we got to do this. Agreed. It's freaking, it's, it's uh December. So we have to do TLC and we got to do a TLC match. Why? Yeah. Cause that's the name of the pay-per-view brother. Okay. And, and why do I care? Like, okay, these guys yeah. hate each other now. Um, you know the the constant flip flop and like you know and they they build a storyline and then all of a sudden they're like oh we're just canning that and all of a sudden it's just gone and then there's another storyline going on like wait why are these guys mad at each other I was I was just starting to warm up to the other story like yeah like the only one that makes sense is every January we get the Royal Rumble because there's a reason if you win the Rumble you go to Mania you dress for the belt blah correct. blah blah there is a built in reason for you to fight your ass off for that match maybe go 60 plus minutes because you want that spotlight you want that title shot at wrestlemania biggest event of the year right and it, totally it, makes sense especially with built-in fans like we, we're we're not out there to be disappointed we're out there to we're out there ready with uh, you know we check that sense of disbelief at the door and i you know that was the obviously one of the big gripes with uh the uh blood and guts match but even then like we're here to believe <laughs> like yeah. uh we're here to believe like uh give us something to believe in and then you, you, you flip-flop back and forth the AEW's given us solid storylines I, I can't think of any storyline that i hated there were some that weren't my favorite yeah i mean there's there's definitely i've got i've got the stuff i really enjoy i've got the stuff freaking i don't enjoy so much but you know again it's going to be personal opinion you know i still watch every week still willing to give you know give the show a shot mm-hmm but yeah, I mean, one of the big things too, I like, I, me and you had talked about it off off site, was freaking, uh, you know, part of me thinks they did it on purpose, you know, because they had such such a you know, such a volatile reaction to when Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy um, fell off the scaffolding and went through that table on the concrete, right, and then continued the match, right, and you know, people people crapped all over that. Oh man! You that... know? And this is this is the you know this is exactly the opposite. You know now they're now you know maybe the same fans, maybe different fans doesn't really matter. But now these guys are you know this guy fell off the spit you know probably legitimate fifteen foot tall steel cage let's say correct. And you know he fell on you know he fell onto a crash pad and there was freaking 
you know, spray painted over cardboard and all that, and you could blatantly see it. Yeah, but you saw them land safely, mm-hmm. so you can't give them you can't give them the crap for what they did before. Correct. So I mean, maybe maybe part of it was that thought process of hey, they can't you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Huh. That's a that's a meta yeah. shit there. That is that is some extra higher level conscious level thinking about that because you're right. Yeah. I'm just saying, why not? You know. If it if it's that blatantly obvious, maybe they wanted you to see it. You know how often you know freaking people people talk about how like oh guys in WWE or you know they're talking bad about WWE and they're talking bad about the company. Yeah, but a lot of that stuff freaking seems like I, I don't. There's such a tight-lipped company. I don't really see a lot of that stuff sliding through. You know, and maybe they're talking bad about the company because you know they're you know they're told to. You know, they they check everybody's tweets. Like yeah, yeah, they you, do. we know for we know for a fact people have gotten in trouble over stuff they've said that has ended up on the internet. Correct. hundred percent. Like we we know that personally. Freaking you know, and you're gonna tell me they, they don't check every you know, they don't have somebody over here checking everybody's Twitter and just constantly seeing what the hell's going on. Come on. I'm surprised that like it hasn't been leaked that, you know, AEW isn't you know, mandating what they put out online. Like it's, it, it, it usually in some way ties into the storyline and you can't have like such a, such a volatile, like, uh, atmosphere that can ruin things. I mean, like one of these wrestlers gets too drunk one night and, you know, calls someone out cause he thinks it's funny. And then it, it completely contradicts a storyline. Like that is way too volatile. Like that, that's too dangerous. Like wrestlers are, you know, God bless them, but not all of them are the uh, most sane people in the world. And uh, if you've got a storyline that people are tuning into, like I, I, if I was Tony Khan uh, or even Vince McMahon, I, I, see no, I see no surprise if they would control that sort of environment. And I, I, yeah. I, I want to get back to what you're saying about the, the, the meta thing here because, yeah, you're right. Thinking back, Matt took that ugly-ass bump from Oh, Sammy. yeah. From Sammy, obviously concussed afterwards. You oh. know, luckily, you know, luckily it wasn't any worse than it was, but it was still a, you know, still a crap situation. And and that was something they'd worked on beforehand. They had practiced it before the show started. Like they had a, they had a, a person there to you know to lead them through a stunt coordinator. And you know, still when you know cameras were live, stuff doesn't go with the plan. No. No, not at all. And then I remember even uh, Matt's like wife was talking shit on Sammy afterwards like that. And then, yeah, like what if they did just want to like that is such a a meta thing. Like what if it was to test the audience to see what would happen? Would they or would they I would want to know that if I was trying to figure out. I mean, because the, 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 the company's barely two years old. Um, yeah to to really get in their heads i mean like it it makes sense to just do the opposite of what wwe does the you know if wwe is doing bad business everyone sees it just don't do that shit but at the same time though you can't just rely on not doing what wwe does <laughs> yeah i mean then wwe's done it too like i said the wrestlemania 32 thing you could blatantly see you know freaking the crash pad under the table where shane mcmahon landed well that crash you know, pad had that, to be there <laughs> yeah and uh, like WrestleMania X7, freaking with Triple H and Undertaker, like they they did a camera angle where you blatantly saw Triple H on the crash pad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Shane and Miz. So when they then when they feuded last year, same thing. I mean, not a big deal, but you know it happens. Well.
I'm just happy that but, it happened. Yeah. I'm I'm happy that blooding I'm simply just still happy and I'm I guess I'm still in the AEW hell I'm wearing an AEW shirt right now. I kinda of feel it's bad luck mm-hmm. to not not to wear AEW shirts on Wednesday. Yeah, it's freaking it was a, I mean overall it was good. It was you know, violent, freaking you can't really complain about it. You know, I mean people are going to, people did, but you know, at the end of the day it well, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. It was it was like you said, the antithesis of what WWE does when they do war games. Right. And it was fun. You know, I look forward to the next one, you know. I'm glad I'm just glad it happened. It existed. It's there for us. Uh it was pay-per-view quality stuff on a fucking Wednesday night. <laughs> God bless them. Yeah, I think the I think the, the only thing I really didn't like was the fact that since it was on freaking TV, we had the commercials and that kind of took away from it a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that would be the biggest thing. Cool. All right, so uh, guys, we're back. Mr. Connor was trying to be one of the boys. We promptly had to shut that down. Past his bedtime. <laughs> Can't blame him. It's a good club to be part of, Minefields. But we uh, want to talk about some of uh, the Venom. Uh, he told to me earlier, you got to look at my notes again. You guys still, like, laughing at the, the title. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. The trailer came out. Yeah, freaking excellent, man. Freaking, yeah, I got to see some Ravencroft. We got to see freaking Shriek. We, we got to see some Cletus Cassidy. We've had to see what Carnage, you know, will look like in theory. Yeah, we, we had some humor with a uh, whole don't eat human signs yeah. in the kitchen, which I, I, I popped for a little bit. Not going to lie. I really enjoyed the whole the whole trailer, but I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you neither. I didn't. Uh... I didn't finish the first Venom movie. Like, I got halfway through it, and I was like, I hate this. <laughs> I shouldn't mind it. It definitely wasn't, you know, wasn't, you know, a be-all, end-all game changer or nothing, but it was it was solid, I felt. Uh, I, I, Tom, I, Tom, I like Tom Hardy a hell of a lot more as freaking Eddie Brock than I do as Bane. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, but you're not, you're not wrong there. Um, not at all. Uh, shit, I'll take anyone over uh, Topher Grace as Venom. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, I remember when uh, it was like, God, it was like, like maybe about ten years ago. Uh, Colin texted me and, and uh, he was like, "What's wrong with you?" I was like, "I'm in a shitty mood," and, and uh, I, I was like, "I just, I just hate Topher Grace." And he just stopped watching Spider-Man Three. <laughs> Like don't 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 do it. Like no no precursor to it. Just he knew what I was doing. Like what are you doing? Just don't watch it. I saw it in the theater. Don't bought, do it to yourself, man. Just just say no. Walk just, away. Just say no. Crappy girlfriend. Walk away. Like just one of those things. Like it, it it's. I was in a toxic relationship with Spider Man Three. Ah. <laughs> uh, and well, dude, we've all been there. We've all been there. Yo. And, Hundred <laughs> percent, and but, but I, you know I'm a DC it? apologist, so <laughs> you're a DC apologist. I, I've seen I've seen Suicide Squad more times than I care to admit. Uh, and I'll still be like, the casting's amazing, the story sucks. This, yeah, how are you gonna fuck up all that? <laughs> all right, but even then, Dude, it, it was basic. It was basically like an early '90s freaking movie, in you know. Whatever year it came out, what twenty fourteen was it? Maybe twenty fifteen, sixteen. I want to say it was 16, fifteen. I, I want to say it was fifteen. Yeah, but I mean, either way, it was freaking. Like I said, they had this amazing cast. Like the majority of the people, like freaking Viola Davis, Amanda Waller, amazing. 
Margot, you know, Margot freaking Robbie is Harley Quinn now. Jay Hernandez is freaking Diablo. You know, Diablo, freaking um, guy that freaking played uh, or Jai Courtney is Cat Boomerang. Will Smith is Deadshot. All of those brilliant casting choices. And then you gave me the rest of the script, and it was horrible. <laughs> Well, I hope that doesn't happen with Venom Man because I do gotta say that it was a hilarious trailer. Like, it, like, like, just like, hey Eddie, hey Venom. <laughs> he says hi, <laughs> and then he's like, we're just gonna eat her. <sighs> we're not gonna eat Mrs. Chen. No, no. In in the the Cassidy thing, man. That uh, I'm pretty partial to Carnage. Uh, it was my I told you earlier today. Like that's one of my original graphic novels. So like you know back when you're a kid and you you know, can't buy all the graphic novels in the world. You probably had three or four. Uh, mm-hmm. And not that we were broke, but my parents really didn't have a stomach for comics. But they still encouraged, you know, I still got a couple every now and then. But the uh, the first, uh, one of the first graphic novels I bought, I remember uh, I told you about going one of those mad dashes. I got five, ten minutes in the comic store. I only got ten bucks, and I got to stretch it as far as it can. I remember, like, running around, and I found that for, like, six fifty. The, the first nice. the, the first three with the white cover uh, bound I got some I got like I got a spawn comic book and a pack of spawn cards and it was like down to like 998 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, God I read that over and over and over and it had it had all of the original um, it didn't just have the first three it had all of the original incantations of Cletus when he was more looking like uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and um which is one of the original inspirations for his like actual look, because uh, at the time okay. it, was, it was you know I think Great Balls of Fire was, was recently in 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 theaters. You know, it was just one of those things. Redheaded punk made him real thin. He's Cletus Cat. He's uh, Eddie Brock's cellmate after he was separated from his other, and you know he's just constantly working out, worried about innocence, just hating Spider Man, and you gotta relax, man. You know, just you gotta believe in carnage, and he's like, you know, I would. I would do anything to kill you. <laughs> like <laughs> I would, I would do anything to kill you. And then they get the uh, all of a sudden the the walls start uh, vibrating, and the other venom finds him, breaks him out. He's complete, takes off, doesn't know that at the exact same time uh, the venom symbiote gave birth at that exact moment. Just a tiny little drip of a symbiote, and finds him for months. Cassidy is sitting in his cell talking to himself, being a good boy. And uh, eventually he uh, has enough, pulls one of the guards straight through the bars. Oh, uh, nice. Didn't, didn't show it, but they showed enough, like, you know, from the side, you know, like the, the blood drip, you know, uh, no pun intended, carnage. And, you know, goes on a killing spree. Like, they, they Spider-Man's got to figure it out. Like, he's got to, he realizes we got a symbiote on our hands here. Uh, this guy is not only just uh, the second symbiote he's had to, you know, encounter. It's ten times stronger because it was born in an alien environment. Uh, you know, the way the way that Superman got extra powers because of the red sun and not the, not the red sun because of the our yellow, yellow sun, sun, our yellow yep. sun, and and he he was more empowered because of the alien environment that he was you know uh, gestated at. And the same thing happened with the, with the Carnage symbiote, and. Spidey quickly realizes that he needs help with this. He in the in between Venom breaking out was the storyline where uh, it was the second incantation or third actually of uh, Venom and him going uh, you know toe to toe and he he had left Eddie on a desert island uh, having faked his death to convince him that you know 
the evildoer that hurt his life and destroyed it was gone and now he could live peacefully on this you know desert island and has to realize he's got to go like he's got to go get him he needs help has to reveal you know he's get, he takes uh, Johnny drives him in the fantastic car to this island and he's got to reveal no it's me it's 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 Parker. He's like, no, you're a clone. And I'm like, this isn't right. And and then he's like, no, I'll show you. And he starts tempting the uh, the symbiote. Like, you know who you really want. And he's ah, that's not, gonna, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. And then the the symbiote starts trembling. And yeah, all right, it wants you. It's you. It's you, Parker. But what's going on? You know, there's a bit of a fight. You gave. Uh, there's another one, and. There's another one, and I need your help. He's killing innocents. He's a he's a legit serial killer. Like burned down his uh, burned down his um, orphanage, killed a couple of nuns, killed his mom. I mean, like pushed his grandma down the stairs. Pushed his grandma down the stairs. Uh, all, all that good stuff, and you know they they eventually you know in three issues they 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 capture him. And uh, one of my favorite Spidey lines is is that he promised Venom that he would let him go, and uh, that wasn't the case. The second they they uh, were able to unbond carnage from Cassidy um, Fantastic Four showed up with a sonic gun and knocks Brock on his ass and separates him from the symbiote and he you promised me you, you, you Captain America never would have done this one of my favorite quotes Captain America never would have done this he's like yeah Captain America wouldn't have done that he's a legend I'm a man it has to make decisions <laughs> and I've got to live with these decisions and we get in the whole reason I'm bringing it up is because I was not mad uh, that the that they're showing that the the Genesis like when Carnage makes his like big debut is when Cassidy is getting the lethal injection. How did you feel about that? I thought it was cool. See what I mean? It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off in the actual movie. But yeah, you know, freaking it's you know that's the perfect time to do it. Hmm. You know, and you know, last ditch, you, you, you do or die time, and freaking. You know, either you know, he's going to do it and then everybody's going to die. I'm kind of excited to looking forward to seeing uh, him off all and the... It, and it's, really, it's Woody Harrelson. Yeah. As freaking clean as Cassidy. Like, as far as far as crazy skinny white guys go, you can't do much better. He's done no wrong. He's done no wrong. I, like I was saying, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing all the, uh, the, the victims' families getting butchered at <laughs> yeah. this execution. And... Uh, they 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 made him stringy enough, like you know, like the amorphous being that he is is just constantly flailing in in different directions. And uh, Tom Hardy, like he's kind of a personal hero, like the way he pulled him up. Like wasn't Tom Hardy like a crack addict? I mean, he was like an everything addict, and just stopped and got his shit together. And now he's Venom, and he deserves it. Yeah, it's inspiring. Shoot, what else? What else stood out to you, man? Oh, I mean, that was cool. It was, it was cool to see they're gonna bring in Shriek. Uh, Shriek. Oh yeah. So that that's that's cool. Freaking, you know, because I mean, it's because like Maximum Carnage is basically, like, it's it's Carnage's equivalent to Bane and freaking Nightfall. It's like the the one like when you think of Carnage, that's like the first story you go to is mm-hmm. Maximum Carnage. Of course. And like you know, we had we had you know. And him and Shriek were an item in there, and it's freaking. It's interesting to see if like we're gonna get some hints towards Maximum Carnage. Yeah, I definitely would. I definitely would love to see that. See a doppelganger. Yeah, a doppelganger, freaking demo goblin, freaking uh, 
There's like what six. I'm trying to think. think There's the the ghost guy that freaking was like diseased. Um, I can't remember what his name is. Uh, freaking. I want to say Caliban, but Caliban was freaking in X Men and X Force. He was a Morlock. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking it up. Maximum. But yeah, no. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they, could they pull that off? You know, are we gonna actually like? Is that gonna be like the big, follow up? Is freaking. Venom and Spider-Man Maximum Carnage would be insane if they decided to go that route. Because you said earlier that this could possibly be Sony's Avengers if they pull it off the correct way. Yeah, if they, if they pull it off right. I mean, you got freaking, you know, we've got that. We've got, you know, we got Spider-Man. we got Venom already. You know, we've got Morbius coming out sooner or later. Yep. You know, Morbius was in was in there. we got, you know, freaking Marvel's got Captain America, Cloak and Dagger, who were... In you know pretty big parts in yeah. that yeah that, that in maximum carnage I just saw that like I was looking at the lineup I was right five uh, carnage carrion demo goblin doppelganger carrion and Shriek. Thing I couldn't yeah cloak and daggers uh, two of my favorite Marvel characters in general like uh, give me a give me a four parter every two four years and I'll be happy yeah mm-hmm. but yeah I mean you got those guys uh, De- I mean Deathlock was in there Firestorm. Firestar was in there. Firestar, uh, freaking Black Cat, freaking there was. I mean, they they went through a gambit of different. You know, just a ton of people were involved in that one. As far as the superheroes that came together for that, you know, and it spawned an amazing game for that at freaking Super Nintendo and the freaking Genesis, which was awesome. The the the, the cartridge was all red. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, like it was it was freaking awesome. What genius was like? Let's just make it all red. Like give, give them that extra pop, like that extra yeah. little bit of like extra spice of like it, like it's red. It's all red. <laughs> like, like exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 excited, man. I I I, yeah. I, I, I it, it, is this movie a rated R movie? Um, I know the last one was, so I'm gonna assume this one is all. I mean, it almost has to be at this point. But if you're gonna put Cletus you know. Cassidy in this, it, it has to be. I mean, like when he's sitting around fantasizing about who he's gonna kill, um, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine. Let's see, Venom. Yeah, because Venom was definitely rated R. So I'll be freaking. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. Freaking. You know, like I said, I enjoyed the first Venom movie. Freaking. We got this one. We got Morbius coming up from Sony. And then we'll see what happens from there. See if Jared Little can reclaim himself after that terrible Joker debacle. The, the, meth, the methed out Joker. I couldn't do it. Driving, driving a car, since when does Joker have his own car unless you're buying an action figure from the 80s? It's true. That is true. Speaking of Joker, like let's uh, let's go into some comics, man. We've got nice range. Uh... Guys, again, we're DC heavy on this, but like we're we either cover some comics that suck or we give you ones that are good. Uh, Joker number three, Marauders number twenty, Batman the Detective number two, Justice League Last Ride number one, and Noctera number three. But uh, it, you you take point on Joker, man. Number three. This was this yeah, was they, interesting. You gotta pull up my notes on this guy. Yeah, no, we go. We start off, you know, Jim freaking Jim Gordon's over here, just kind of. You know, reliving when you know when Joker took him, you know, freaking had him as a prisoner in that amusement in amusement mile, 
back in the day, you know, thinking about everything the Joker put him through and how he tried to break him. And at the end of the day, he talked about you know, he talked about how he had to stay strong for you know his daughter and even for Batman a little bit, which is kind of an interesting idea. And it's just we're just coming off with, and he looks at himself inside a cage, his younger self, and he's just coming to you know all these years later, he's still freaking trying to come to terms with what what the Joker did to him, how the Joker tried to break him. You know, and the fact that he only did it to make him an example. He was nothing more than an example. You know, if he could break Jim Gordon, he could break anybody. I never really thought of the killing joke as that being one of the main things, but then at the same time there was so much going on in the killing joke. I really can't fault myself for that, but at the same time that that's one of the strongest points of it because he's going straight into uh in a few a few moments I actually believed in, you know going into madness like to break Jim I mean that's just kind of a big F you to, to to bats but you know that these are the the thoughts that are going through his head and you know we, we just bring in perspective uh, as we go piece by piece in this he has not promised anyone he's not going to try to kill the Joker he, yeah he, I mean, he still hasn't said one way or the other but you know we see him coming you know he's at the airport with Cresida you know, she gives him the the debit card with limitless funds, yeah. you know, and he's and he's just like, you know, what if I took this, took out twenty five million, and just vanished? And she just looks at him. She's like, "What if you did? What if you did?" <laughs> yeah. Which is almost scarier because like that does basically like a, a subtle nod to you know, if you did, you did, what will find you. Yeah, that's that's the scary part. You're right. Yeah, like we don't like it. It's, it's going to be either you kill the Joker or we kill you. Yeah, this isn't our At the life end of the day, savings, that's where dude. This is going. <laughs> We're not out of pocket on this one, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're... if we've got these kind of resources that you know about, what resources do we have that you don't know about? The smile on her face when when she's you know bidding him adieu, just mm-hmm. he and and then and then okay. Maybe things will be okay. He gets in the in the plane, and we've got that scary motherfucker in that. Uh, yeah, we've got Mister X from freaking Resident Evil. Yeah, over here. One hundred percent. Good call on that one, man. And just doesn't know. Freaking face is covered. Looks like he's been burned. Just a huge dude in a freaking, you know, basically a suit and a hat with a scarf over his face, not saying a word. And this is this is basically Jim's travel companion. One thing I was confused about, like, is the ability for him to communicate with Oracle and access bat computers, like, frowned upon here? Or because he pulls that that smartphone out right away and starts getting to work. Well, I think the whole thing, basically, is that he doesn't he doesn't want them to, like, like you, you know for a fact that the Court of Owls is freaking, you know... They're letting Jim see certain cards, but they're not seeing him see other cards. And I think Jim's doing the same thing. Like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this my way. But you guys aren't going to – I don't want you to know how I'm handling this. Right. You know, because he doesn't want to know the connection to Batman. You know, because, I mean, that's always been one of his, his you know, best-kept secrets in theory is that he's freaking, you know, he's always been able to communicate with Batman. But, like, nobody, nobody else has ever – now, other than other officers, has ever really been aware of it. The other thing I'm thinking of about the the fear factor here is that he's revealed his, uh, like you said, deck of cards, 
and he knows that Oracle's Batgirl. But imagine going on a, an assassination mission where your daughter is watching everything and yeah. and is exactly what you would call a success story for being a father. He's Barbara Gordon. I mean, like, no way could ever ever look back and say I, he failed Barbara other than the, the the guilt that he wasn't able to stop Joker when you, he knocks on the fucking door. Um, yeah. in killing joke, but that, that's not a guilt that he should carry. But even though, it, but he still is because it's Jim and you know, who wouldn't uh, as a human yeah. being. And we've got her and she's got every whoosh. I mean, look at all these computers around her, man. Like she's seeing everything. She sees the face that we're seeing. I was talking about. And I, I, I who is this girl in the mask that is pissed? She's not doing anything else. Cause Oh, that's Stephanie. It's spoiler. That's Stephanie Brown. Yeah, right, and then the girl on top of the car headed towards the airplane. What was that one? That's a, that's a, well, it's the current bat. One of the current bat girls. That's a orphan. Orphan. All right. So that's that's Cassandra Kane. All right. Yeah, you'll know her from Birds of Prey. Of course. Of course, and and, and sorry, t- take over. So we, Jim's studying shit on the on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's studying old case files and whatnot, but like just the thought process of what's going into it, just that that you know, he's like, you know, every murder has you know, a basic statement, you know, I hate women or I hate myself or I'm scared or I want someone to notice me, and then like he talks with the Joker and Joker just does stuff, you know, he's basically an agent of chaos, and it's you know, he's trying to you know. That's one of the things that makes it so difficult for to, for people to get on the Joker, because he's you know he just flip a switch and bam somebody's dead, no no re- no rhyme no reason behind it, which is what makes him so hard to track, especially when he's like lying low. We've got a lot of foreshadowing here, man. Like we were talking, you talked about earlier about how we're referencing how he survived what happened uh, in Killing Joke. And I think the big foreshadowing here is whether or not he's going to survive this one. And God, I, I, it would make sense to kill Jim. I don't want to say he's going to die in some big heroic thing. He's like jumping on a grenade or something like that. Or uh, we can't have something where he has some massive heart attack, like you know the anticlimactic ending of the, you know Donnie died at the end of Big Lebowski. That didn't have to happen, but <laughs> but it worked and. I'm I'm worried that something that they've got up their sleeve is going to work, and we're going to see the end of Jim. But like, I, this is a suicide mission, man. They, it's on the tip of everyone's tongue, and we've not not one of us has said it yet. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's it, you kill the. I mean, you he accepted the money. You kill Joker, we kill you. Yeah. You know, and even worse for Jim, it might not even be like we'll kill you. We'll kill the people you love, which of course is going to be Barbara. To, you to, know, and we see. Yeah, we, we keep going, man. Keep going. But no, yeah, you know, we got a little bit here with Joker's daughter, or not Joker's daughter, Bane's daughter. You know, I don't know if it's actually her name or not, but you know, they're on a big old battleship, probably heading towards Belize as well. You know, we we see Jim. You know, he's over here. You know, heading into Belize, and he's you know he's looking. He's not looking for Joker per se, but he's looking for the people that work around. Um, this hotel. This is where you know, I, was, this is where I popped was the detective work. Yeah. 
he's over here trying to get you know the people that you know using his poor elementary level Spanish to talk to these people and get information that he wouldn't be able to get otherwise. I like the way he broke him down. Like he, he wasn't dissecting them, but he was like, "Yeah, you you just gotta talk to the right people the right way." And you'll get the information. He eventually got enough that like there's there's something these people don't want to talk about until he finds the right person that'll mention it. And then all he has to do is find the right like detective or or beat cop. Be like, yeah, this uh, there's something happened in this house here, <laughs> and didn't it didn't take like what was it like? It it wasn't even an '80s montage scene. Like I mean, I I dig that he's in his like floral Hawaiian shirt, you know. Uh, hobnobbing with everyone talking with it you know just having drinks with people just listening you you see that 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 scowl as he's trying to pretend that he's not totally engrossed in every every small detail to not give away what actually is going on his mind you know when these other people think it's just regular conversation with a stranger that you know we're just not going to tell them too much but they realize they're telling him he they don't realize they're telling him everything and then look at this shot here he's in uh He's in a convertible, just cruising. He he yeah. obviously had a good night's sleep. You know, yeah, seems to know what he's doing, man. It's really like it's interesting because like you know, it's one of those things about like just talking to like not even like there there are people that freaking talk to or just listen that way. They're just waiting for their chance to talk, and then there's people that like listen to you and they you know they devour every word you have to say because they're legitimately interested and it's it's interesting no 100 percent. that's that's a really good metaphor man that's one of my, an old saying i i live and breathe by it's it's a it's a, a true sense of like the more you mature you can see that in people and who who, who to keep close you know and yeah. but this is more of a i said it earlier you know a, a meta st- a status here a, a higher state of consciousness here where he's on a mission, but he's, he's not exactly not enjoying himself too. (laughs) No, I mean, getting out of the, imagine going from a place like Gotham to freaking, you know, middle of nowhere, Belize and just kind of, you know, like I said, you're freaking, you know, you're here for a job, but at the same time, you're, you know, you could sit back, you could have a beer, you could talk to the locals and kind of, you know, remember what it's like to be human almost. When when you say that, it brings up my next point before we get into the knock on the door, is uh, they mentioned how do you find the Joker when he's not being the Joker? It's one of my favorite concepts that is coming out of this particular book. Is I've never thought about it. Like you know, I, I, if if you asked me when I was a kid or even last week, um, what. What is the Joker doing when he's not being a Joker? Is he just watching TV, <laughs> yeah. or is he is he sitting around scheming in, in in his lair? You know that's you know always filmed from an askew point of view back in the sixties, or <laughs> nice, or or, or or is he uh, on a desert island for run by rich people? Like this is like an Epstein thing here, man. <laughs> yeah. And. Yeah, what 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 is he doing in, in conjunction with everything that we they've they've thrown at us? Uh, you mentioned it before. The Joker wants an audience. The the like there's people like when it comes to uh, serial killers or people that are going to kill someone, they have intent. That they, they they want to. He says you know there's there's men that hate women. There's women that hate men. You know he's talking about working in Chicago. Uh, you know with the detective that 
you know, just didn't want to do the legwork and just did everything he could to pin it on the husband just because it's always the husband, right? <laughs> yeah. And we've we've got all that going through his head. I mean, this is a lifetime of memories compressed into, like, three not even... God, like, uh, this, like, what are they, like, 25 pages? Not not even... I mean, like, standard, maybe 21, 22. We're getting a couple, couple extra pages here. And... This is a roller coaster ride. This is something like a that man, did it have do you have any idea how long this Joker story is going to go? I mean, like we're on issue I three. have no idea. I mean, it, I feel like we have to freaking I feel like it's got to be a limited series, but I haven't heard him, you know, call it such and it doesn't say like, you know, all these other ones are like 1 of 5 or 1 of 7 or whatever and this one is just issue 3. They've, so I mean, I mean this this feels like a story that has to have an ending at some point. Agreed, but I don't think this is a twelve issue. I think this is going to be a six or a five. I mean, he's already pretty deep. He's in before the knock on the door. Yeah. But uh, that's yeah. The, that's all I got so far for the knock on the door, man. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Just like I've got like some intricate notes on this one. Oh yeah, no, it's good, man. Freaking, but yeah, you know, he ends up you know driving up in this convertible, knocking on this door, and freaking on the other end, it's oh my god, Jimbo, is that you? And it's the Joker. Instantly pulls out his gun. And Joker's got, you know, five freaking guys behind him all with freaking pointing their guns at Jim's head. And Jim's like, you know, you after, you know, I got to take you in after everything you did at, a, you know, in A-Day when you, you know, freaking with the asylum and all that. And he's just like, oh, by the way, you know, which is really funny because I didn't do that. Don't, don't forget different colored eyes. I love they didn't forget the details. Yeah, freaking, he's still got the one green eye and one red eye, which is the eye that hardly blew out at the end of uh, Joker War. Yes, sir. Yeah, but then we see freaking in the, we we got people right here in the back. We got uh, Bane's daughter and her troops coming in through the forest. And then uh, we have the Texas cannibals coming in on the on the city bus. So the Belize city. E-B-R-O. You know? So everybody's freaking, everybody's, you know, everybody's coming at the Joker all at once. And, you know, he's looking at Jim, you know, he just not even thinking, you know, just turns right around to Jim. He's like, hey, we're going to have some fun. You know, everybody's coming after me, you know, so we've, you know, better get that gun drawn, Jimbo. We're going to need it. And that's where the issue ends. What did you feel when, I, I got to know your emotions, when the door opened and it, it wasn't like a butler, you know, it was like, a tiny little tap a tap of them, like straight to a splash page. Jimbo, is that really you? <laughs> and you know, like, I was like, I remember, like, I was, I was so engrossed in this. Like, as he was tapping, I'm like, God, wouldn't it be funny if, like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, well, yeah. No, I was, I was into it, man. For like, I didn't, I, I didn't think they'd go. I didn't think he'd find Joker this quickly. No. But it's interesting to see freaking. It's interesting to see that they're doing like they're going it this way, because now it's like now we've got a deeper history. You know, if somebody freaking if some who who's crazy enough to frame the Joker. I never thought of it as even crazy. I just thought I was just like the first thought that popped in my head was whether or not the Joker would care if he was getting framed. But you're right. Who is crazy yeah. enough to frame the Joker and then set up? <laughs> A bunch of assassins to go kill him. Oh. And I mean, you know, there's that. There's freaking, you know, um, who had the most to gain 
from destroying Arkham. You know, and why? Why? Why were they freaking? You know, that's the big thing. Is you know, my my mind it automatically goes to it's the Court of Owls trying to freaking. They're they're throwing joke. They're throwing the blame towards Joker. They're hiring Jim to kill him. That way, like the Joker's almost too crazy. Like you want to remove that piece from the chessboard because he's such a wild card. Right. And on top of that, you freaking Jim kills him. Freaking you got you 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 know, you've got a scapegoat. You've got Jim Gordon, gun in hand, freaking bullet in the Joker's brain. You know, you freaking turn him into the cops, and all of a sudden, you know, you've destroyed freaking, you've taken, you know, another major piece of the pie, or another major piece off the chessboard, basically. Hmm. So, I mean, that's like the first place it goes is that they're freaking, that they, that the Court of Owls actually set this up to get more control over Gotham. But, I mean, it, it could be something totally different. You're, you got my mind going on this one, man. First off, the quarter owls don't need nobody. That's the thing that popped in my head, and you're like, yeah, you got the quarter owls doing this, and I was like, wait a minute, the quarter owls don't need anybody. They've never needed anyone. I mean, they they. Well, that's the whole thing, though. They've got you know, Joker's such a wild card, though. You freaking, you don't even want him on the, you don't even want him in the deck of cards, because you get him, anything could happen. Right. Do but, you eliminate him, and then you can turn around and you blame it, you blame it on Gordon. Gordon's taking the fall for everything, and you guys walk away, you know, scot free. Correct. And you've got the extra power. Yeah, but don't forget the Court of Owls. I mean, one of the point the the the, the things that I really enjoyed about the Court of Owls story when they first introduced that was that there was no secrets to the Court of Owls. They knew everything. That they they, they mm. knew everything. There's no way they don't know that all these people are coming at the same target and they're sending Jim. This, this has got to be something higher. Like, man, like if, if I was going to, if I was a bet man right now, I would put all my money that this is a rogue Barbara Gordon. Really? I would, I would put my money like rogue Barbara Gordon. I mean like, yeah, Jim's got the, he tried to break me. He raped my daughter, put a bullet in her, in her spine you know that that's that's a that's an old school fifties noir vendetta, mm-hmm. but we've had so many stories and they've referenced it quite a few times uh, ever since uh, you joined Minefields. It is Killing Joke. Yeah. Uh, like have and, and remember uh, it, during the um, three jokers. The three jokers, correct? They 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 touch on it a minute, but not fully. Like what? I mean, remember we see those stack of books that uh, the psychology self-help books that was in uh, Barbara's room and Nightwing gets out of the bath, out of the shower? Yep. And, like, have we ever really thought about what she's gone through? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, like, I'm thinking, I mean, if they're they're giving us so much here, and, I re- again, I really believe this is going to be a five or six issue story, because where have you gone so far? Uh it's gonna be. A, I would, if I was a betting man, I put my money. This is a rogue Barbara Gordon going a little too far. I mean, watching, watching Batman fall from grace, uh, you know, having his apartment, his uh, his sewer uh, lair 
We've got mm-hmm. Nightwing with all the money, who's a fucking, uh, if you want to break it down, he's kind of a crybaby at the minute. I don't know, do all this money, oh my god. Um, how, yeah. could I, how could I really do good? Like, like, the, 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 my point here is, if I'm a good guy and I'm about to do something not really bad because I feel justified in it. Like, uh, 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 Colin, I've talked to this a lot, of, a lot of times, like every time you hear a, a, a spy getting interviewed, um, whether they work for the United States or Russia, they all believe that they're working for the, for the good guys. Yeah. And if she thinks she's a good guy and thinks she's doing something right here. And, uh, I would, I would set this up. Like, uh, my dad's got all this guilt and, you know, if he offs the Joker or if he's part of something that does off that to, to offset that wound, but at the same time take out a bunch of the enemies that are coming after us because, like, it's been one after the other. Surprise, 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 All everything that's happening in Gotham uh, of, of being Oracle, uh, of, you know, she's not always, a, she can't always possibly be at the computer um, just reacting as opposed to trying to find potential new threats if she found new potential threats found a common enemy they all take each other out dad's fixed um we're good now uh, i don't know that, 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 that's just a that's a, that's i don't even think that's a hell mary but that's something that I, I i would love that to be part of the story yeah I mean, it's a little left field let me throw something a little further left field Please. Do you remember the one? Do you remember the one big bad that was killed in A Day? Bane. Bane. We've now got Bane's daughter. Freaking! What if the whole time freaking Bane was you know they took the mask off of him and he was already Jokerized? You know what if freaking that was somebody else chock full of venom, and freaking Bane had broken out, and they used the gas to freaking. That way he could get out before, you know, he got out before the gas hit. He had a freaking a patsy there already. Right. You know, he, he used it to break out of jail or out, out of Arkham. And freaking, you know, he's the one, he's the mastermind behind this. You know, he, he's the one that knows how to freaking, he, he knows chemicals. He made Venom. He's a genius. Or freaking, he's, he's able to freaking make Venom. Uh, he didn't make it originally, but he's Correct. able to make it to where he can still use it. Correct. So he's got that chemistry background. Freaking, he's no—he's he, a mastermind anyway because he put together the entire Nightfall. Genius. You know, and maybe this is all his way of getting out. And freaking, maybe that's—and he was just like, you know, I hate the, you know, he hates the Joker anyway because freaking maybe Joker War followed directly after City of Bane, and maybe he just. Freaking, like I said again, Joker's a wild card. Bane's all about strict rule. Correct. And Joker freaking is everything Bane's. Yeah, he's everything Bane's against. So you get rid of him. Especially if you want to be the biggest baddest, and you oh, you like even if you're like you know you hear how little kids are you know always brutal when they talk, and like if a little kid tells you you're ugly, you're ugly, <laughs> and if you want to be the the biggest baddest, and in it's you standing there, you're eight feet, twenty feet tall, however they want to make Bane, depending on what artist, and mm-hmm. and he's going up some regular person or a kid, and like standing next to who do you think is the real bad guy? It's like fucking Joker, man. 
<laughs> this this little skinny scrawny guy like come on man i got these muscles i got i got the i got the venom i broke the bat come on man like obviously nah <laughs> that one <laughs> that one's the that one's way more evil and way scarier than you like no <laughs> yeah i'd rather be locked in a room with you than that guy without question <laughs> yeah so i mean I, those are gonna be my options man i think that's what we're gonna go with no, the, the, I I love the I love the back and forth on that one because like again higher state of consciousness here, uh, they're they're not just shoving stuff in our face to pop. This is this is a like uh, any other God Tinian is just a genius right now, <laughs> and um, I would imagine if anyone else was trying to write this story like and and you know getting those notes from the studio because that problem sure that happens a lot like you know he's knocking the door and oh it's the Joker and. Um, I was halfway to that thought, you know, just because I was on that level, just at that vibration. And, but I was there when standing right next to to Jim, and he knocked on that door. And I'm like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if it's a Joker? Oh shit, it's the Joker! <laughs> oh, but, but 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 not like not like the way like people predict, like you know, watching a Law and Order episode. Okay, that guy, the famous guy that's in the in the in the book is obvious in the story. Obviously, he's he's the bad guy <laughs> he, he killed her yeah yeah he killed her but but with this one like uh there's something else going on here like and, and it you hear those uh those stories like it's like peeling their onions you know and no this isn't an onion this is this is wonderful like definitely something that if you are a uh, digital subscriber uh you need these individual issues that like these are these are to be studied these are to be studied. Like, man, look at the... And then the art itself. Like, in the page after the splash page. Like, this, we got speed lines here. Like, within a blink of an eye. We, we got some anime-style speed lines here. Every direction. Jim's unholstered. Gun to the face. Joker's like, ah, come on, brother. All right, he's got the gun to his head, and he smiles, and like, and then we get that bottom. Like, uh, you remember watching like Ren and Stimpy when they would zoom in on something, <laughs> yeah. and it would be like, like it was like regular animation, but they'd zoom in on something, and they would be like gross. Look at all the lines around his eyes, and and the the detail in that. That the smile isn't like, hey, I'm I'm trying to cause mayhem here. I'm pissed off, and it, like, can you get over this for a minute? Because we've we've got business to do. Because those guys are dead. You don't know where they're out there. <laughs> and uh, let, let's let's go ahead. They're all gonna kill me. They're gonna kill you too. Yeah. We can't. We gotta work. I mean, freaking drop of a hat. Freaking Joe goes from freaking. I'm gonna put a bullet in your head to crap. We're about to die. Yeah. This is together. This isn't even a classic team up. This is like, uh, yeah. Keep that gun drawn, Jimbo. You're gonna need it. And they're just running into the battle like we've got the you have to have the quintessential ha 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 around it but i don't think he's. Mm -hmm. i think that was just there for decoration i don't think he's laughing i i joker's concerned joker joker would i think he would now that in hindsight i think joker would legit be really pissed off if he was framed for a crime he didn't commit simply because if it didn't have the intricities and and, and the complexities of everything that he tries to do like some charlatan is pretending to be me i'm pissed yeah. <laughs> like, like he's getting yeah, he's, I, I think he's almost embarrassed exactly a great point there brother i, I didn't think about that uh, that is that is exactly like no no I, I didn't do this like i gotta prove myself like but if anything i gotta at least live to survive so people know that i didn't do this bullshit heist like i would have done something way better and then yeah 
And, I'd at least have involved like laughing fish or something. <laughs> some fun, something scary. But we've got cannibals coming. All right. We got Lady. Yeah, we got cannibals. We got Bane's daughter and her army. Lady Bane is it? Would it be yeah. offensive to call her Lady Bane? But we don't see she. She does not have a venom apparatus hooked up to her. No. Call her Bane Pool. Bane Pool. Yeah, that's a good point. But she's got that. She's got that like. Uh, Bane jacket from uh, the Nolan movie, but they made Aww. it. They made it cooler with you know just you know the best way to make any jacket cooler is cut the sleeves off. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> but that's all I got for that one, man. Like that was that was a heavy hitter, man. Like a, I've got like two pages of notes on that. Like I appreciate you letting me go through all those, and you had a shitload too, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Well, shit. What do you got next? Uh, let's see here. Let's go into some Nocturna or Noctera. Yeah, let's, let's have some classic style '90s offset that existential crisis we just went through. Yeah, get my get my lone image book for the week. Shoot, so we so we start off here. And we're learning a little bit more about the uh, the shades, as we call them, which is when they when the darkness turns you. You know, and the whole thing ends up being um, that it turns your, like, it's reversible while it's still in your gums. Right. But then once it once it comes once it changes your eyes, which it adds it makes like a yellow tint to your eyes, and then it changes the shape. And once that happens, you're you're gone. There, there's no reversing it. You know, it changes around your language center, and it your your brain itself is altered. And we only we see we see a um yeah excuse me see a flashback here with Emery and Val with their parents locked in the basement. Yep. They're and right they're on. trying to tell them you know we you know we love you guys you know we're we're feeling better let us out. And their dad's like we love you and their mom's like yes we mean it we love you with all our hearts. And they open the door, and they're completely changed. You know, and obviously they're able to make it out alive, but you know their you know their parents are they're st- you know are gone forever. And you know we we come to present day, and you know the the big rig is just barreling down the highway what trying a, to get to the next stop. What a great shot, man! Like the like the one of the quintessential like markings of a great artist is when they can when they can draw and enjoy drawing cars. And this is a kick-ass semi. Yeah. So we've got, you know, they're barreling down the highway. Or they're barreling down this back road, really. It's not even like a highway or anything like that. But we've got Blacktop Bill and his crew following behind them because they're still trying to get uh, the grandpa and Bailey, the granddaughter, because freaking, you know, Bill's been claiming that the the grandfather's the one that led to all this darkness, and he he wants to he either wants to make him pay or he wants to kill him. We're not really sure what Bill's actual intentions are, other than getting getting the grandpa. You know, and we freaking we see that um, they uh, Val set up explosives in some of these neon lights. And they don't realize it until it's too late. And one of Bill's guys barrels into one of these neon lights. And just the whole thing just erupts. This is gorgeous. 
Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully killing everybody, but everybody still makes it through unharmed, you know, pretty much unharmed at this point. <clears throat> and they're just, you know, they're just getting closer and closer. And uh, Bill ends up shooting harpoons into the rig, and the harpoons actually sat are sapping the power out of the rig. So the grandpa ends up opening the door and sacrificing himself, and gets harpooned through the through the chest basically. But before he does that, he ends up giving uh, Bailey his book with all his notes in it, and he tells it you know, tells her if she if she can get to the Garden of Eos, um, get you know, get this to my brother and he'll be able to translate it. And we're not, you know, we're not quite sure what, you know, what's going on with the translation, but, you know, he's harpooned out, and then Bill goes to harpoon Bailey, but, you know, Val saves her, and they end up, you know, narrowly escaping, um, escaping from Bill and his crew. This shot here is great, man. Like, like it's basically a McLaren going down, going down a cliff with an old man harpoon to the front. Yeah. And we see that, and like one of those, you know, he's just like, you know, just kill me. Oh, grandpa's just like, kill me. You know, I gave her, I gave her the wrong book. That book doesn't have anything in it. You know, it's all lies. And Bill's just like, oh no, we're not, we're not going to kill you. We're going to, we're going to let you turn, we're going to let you shade out. We're going to let you turn into one of these creatures. And then you're going to kill your granddaughter herself, yourself. And he just throws the book away. He doesn't even look at it. Either he just doesn't care or he knows, you know, Grandpa's BSing. Oof. You know, and then they end up, we find out that, uh, you know, they escape. And they end up running it, they end up in this cave called the Cave of Palms. Which is where oh, everybody finds this translucent material and puts their, their hands on these cave walls. It's a gorgeous shot. You know, and Val's here with Emery trying to get him to, you know, to sleep. You know, because they're, they're still trying to get to, you know, get to, you know, basically paradise to freaking save Emery from turning all the way. You know, and he's just crying, talking about how he wanted, all he wanted to do was get one little patch of light. You know, at least there's one thing that'd be normal, and we just can't do that. You know, I, I tried and I failed. Look at you know, hand. and then, yeah. And it's he, he's you know he's slowly turning and they're you know just trying they're it's a race against time it's a race against the clock. And Val you know tells him to rest and then Val goes over and starts talking to Bailey, trying to you know find out what she knows about this. You know and she's talking about how they you know their sunlight where they're going and at least she's hoping because she's never she's so young that she's never been in the world where there was sunlight so this is all you know new stuff to her and she shows Val the book and all the you know the book's just you know nonsense writing we don't know what it translates to and she you know Bailey's just like you know this is what my my grandpa says you would understand we've got to get it to you know my other grandpa basically and we can go from there we just got to you know, we, we just got to get there and he'll be able to tell us and we'll be able to fix everything you know, and, and then we end up, you know, we go back to Emery, and, you know, he's, he's sleeping, and he opens his eyes, and his eyes have turned. And now he's he's over here saying, I love you, too. I love you with all my heart. Just like his so parents. So apparently these things, yeah, all uh, just like his parents. 
and basically the whole thing is that you know the language center changes and the shades apparently have are able to talk communicate with one another and that's that's what they say you know that's and that's how the su ends with emery just you know he's one step closer to turning and he's possibly gone already we got the sweat beads the eyes they say it's once it's the eyes it's too late but we also have the page beforehand and and just to piss you off i decided to believe in the hands on the wall too they're real deal with it so i like that because it made me feel hopeful like not a forced hopeful but it's mm-hmm. the type of hope that revolutionaries have when they're fighting against everything even though even if they're caught they're going to be executed and there's no hope and we we get that little glimmer of hope and then we get what she's up against here the the one person that you wouldn't want to be that far and then we've got an indecipherable book we've got all the all the classic makings of, of a great detective story um when God, and I don't want to say like I am legend type thing because that wasn't really a, a detective story, but we've got a virus here. We've got mm-hmm. end all be all. Like there, there's, I mean, I mean, like we just went through, we're going through a pandemic, finishing it up uh, from what I understand. And, you know, there was hope the whole time. It wasn't like this, we're all going to die. Um, yeah. And that's what they're living through. And she's got that, she's got that, uh, that gravitas to her, that, I'm in a hope. And then here we go. We just, it's like, it's like when like the creation of a, of a hero and a, uh, the super villain at the same time, like where she created herself, I'm, I'm going to be the hero. And at the same time, the villain, the exact same moment, the exact opposite. Like remember in unbreakable when like, how, how can you tell who the bad guy is? He's always the exact opposite of the good guy. (laughs) Yeah. And and we've got like some intricacies here, and I'm really enjoying it here. I mean, like, like you y- y- you look at the page, you y- you see that there's four panels here. You see there's something big at the bottom, and you're hoping against hope as you read the red right or the the white writing on the red. That's not accidental. Like like that like every little bit here is like you know it's traditional. You, you see the 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 thought bubbles and the 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 dialogue bubbles. You know, black on white, and then they're real deal with it. I'm going to believe it. And then we get to red, red square, white writing mm-hmm. villain. Uh, maybe I'm just too looking too much into it, but I don't know. It makes sense. I, yeah, I like the whole thought process behind the, the whole book. Cause like, you know, basically these two brothers were trying to find heaven and they ended up unleashing hell. It's really kind of the thought process I'm getting from it, from the last issue, you know, it, but there's there's that plus there's like there's like you know blacktop bill and his crew like they don't they're not shaded no they don't look like anything like the like the shade monsters correct so like what are they are they demons you know are they are, it, were they like some of the first people that turned higher you know, level, higher level demons possibly cuz i mean like the uh, the grandfather and Bill have some sort of relationship. Correct. They know he knows who he knows who Bill is, and Bill knows who he is. So I feel like there's something that they they, they knew each other before Bill turned. 
but like plus we've got the yeah. the parents in the basement here with the red eyes and the all all black is it is it a time lapse thing like the the longer you're infected the the like it doesn't just stop like where you get bitten and become a zombie or is there like a higher like after x amount of time like you go from physical shape to something that's just teeth and a shadow yeah possibly i if if not it's a missed opportunity because this book has serious potential yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. It's it's definitely cool. Like I just picked it. I just like the fact that it was based out of Denver initially. Mm-hmm. I but like the more and more we get into it, it's you know in three issues they built this whole world, and like you know there are only X amount of humans left in it, and freaking like but it's got a good amount of mystery to it. Like where are they going? You know, what what's gonna be there when they get there? Is there gonna be anything there? You know, why is, why is Bill, you know, Bill's after the grandfather because he caused all this. So does that necessarily make Bill the bad guy? Right. It's always, it definitely has all the inklings of a story where Bill probably isn't the bad guy, but everything we're seeing is, looks bad, but we still don't know the full story. Yeah. It's like, it's like a reverse Bible or something like that. What's in that goddamn book? Yeah, I mean the the whole contents of the book, you know, whether the brother is going to be alive or dead, whether the brother is going to be a good guy or a bad guy. Right. You know what? What if, you know, the whole thing was they were trying to get to heaven and they freaking unleashed hell. What if the brother did that on purpose? And if he did, what was his motivation, or was it really yeah. malicious? So I mean, we got you know we got all types of interesting stuff with this that we could really. You know, that you could play with. No, for sure. So, for sure, and it, it's 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 definitely an interesting comic book. The artwork is phenomenal. I, like it's sometimes though, like it sometimes though, like my eyes don't want to look at '90s looking shit. I can see that. It, it's it's not my fault. It, it. I haven't been groomed to not like the 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 old school '90s style. I mean, like even the cover. I mean, like we you know, big giant gun, but not too big. Big tits, but not too big a tits. But you know, he got the, uh, uh, you know, like like the they're they're trying. It's Tony Danielian. I mean, like uh, he's not like Ramita. Like you ever see early Ramita stuff when he was doing like Dazzler stuff? You'd never believe it was him, as opposed to like you know doing Kick Ash or something like that. But Ramita's got a okay. certain style. Uh, yeah, that's that's the wrong way to compare it because Ramita's art style is just beautiful. Whether. Mm-hmm. He, I, J. Scott Campbell. You you look at anything J. Scott Campbell does, I'm like that's J. Scott Campbell, and Tony Daniels trying on this one, but there's still some semblances here. I don't know. I don't know what it is about my eyes that aren't always happy with everything I'm looking at. I mean, is it? It's not even an artist sense. Like I can't be this good. It's more of a like why it why why, but I don't know. That's just a hang up. I'm just randomly bringing out there just because it just it's there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, to each their own, man. You know, some people love stuff, some people don't like it as much. It's what it is. I'm having flashbacks, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you got as far as like? I mean, some Marauders, man. I haven't heard any Marauders in a minute. I'm really glad you asked me, man, because this one is like this one really scared me. We've got Marauders. Let me pull this up here. Number twenty. Uh, we got a classical, a classic style cover here. We got like early '80s style uh, 
you know, Kitty Pride, Shadowcat, uh, Mohawk, Storm, Kurt, Nightcrawler, and at the bottom, it you know they're they're illuminated over the logo by uh, our current incantation of Storm watching the sunset, and that scares me because this issue was the Marauders on the Marauder sitting there with Emma Frost. We got Bishop, we got you know Callisto, Iceman, Pyro, uh, Kitty Pride, uh, and it becomes a entire conversation that there's no action in this. Like uh, you see semblances of action, but it becomes a contest about who can guess how many knives are in Storm's like you know ensemble here because they Pyro is talking about like hey you know I've really done some bad stuff. Um, I really enjoy being part of this. Uh, I'm honored to be part of it, but man, Storm, you know, here's your, you know, in a bet's a bet, here's my marker. He hands him, hands her a little piece of paper that looks like yellow with a little flame on it, and, you know, she's like, yeah, let's hope I don't call it in. And he just kind of leans back, and he's like, you know, one of my favorite memories of you is this. And he goes into a story about how, you know, marauders are going around saving, you know, mutants that are uh, not able to get to Krakoa, whether by their own free will or, um, you know, they're being held captive or they just don't know that they can go. And we, we get the story where she goes and rescues a mutant. And what was her name? It was a, it was an excellent name. I'm going through here. Lash, like, uh, cutting up, you know, ships for scrap metal. And she's got these like electrified, you know, light like lightning whips pink purplish lightning whips coming out of her hands cutting the metal and don't want anything to a storm reaches back with this lightning flash that it's almost like like silly string to her but it's it can destroy anything and storm catches it she creates lightning in her hand and catches the lash and says honey you don't have to do this anymore she's you don't understand I have to. They have my family. They're going to kill my family. And she's like, I know they're going to kill your family, but they're not going to kill your family because we know that they were going to kill your family, but we already rescued your family. They're on our boat. Home is waiting for you. These assholes here have no hold of you over again. And, you know, uh, she thrown just one quick, you know, throwing knife at the, the guy that's in command of the, the scrap metal thing. Like, hey, fuck you. Don't be around here. Like, don't worry about her. And Storm didn't even, you know make you know the the clouds come up just uh, she just threw one throwing throwing knife through this guy's uh clipboard here oh she's over there <laughs> and becomes like i wonder how many knives that she has and then each one of them starts breaking down we go to bishop here you know i've got a i've got a story about storm that didn't even involve storm and she saved my ass you know uh they're they're up against some gorillas and like you know if you know you guys get off our island or, you know, we're going to kill all the hostages and like, oh, actually, but it was raining. And he's like, okay, we can do that. Or, uh, the goddess that is our leader here is going to, who is obviously in control of everything is going to destroy all of you guys. Like, you know, Kirkum thunder. Okay. Here's all our stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. And then we got Callisto who doesn't even tell us a story. She just says, you know, I, I remember what a storm ass beat was like. And you know what? Had enough drinks tonight, I'm leaving. Like, if I have any more, it's going to go too crazy to report. We get to Iceman talking about when uh, she's beating up one of the, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, looking at the, the hate monger. He's like a, he, he looks like this weird looking KKK guy, like in, in an AIM and Hydra crossover costume, but with like a, a longer hood at the end. Just 
Storm beats the dog shit out of him. <laughs> and we get to Emma. You know what? I'm done. I'm out of here. We've got the uh, Hellfire Gala tomorrow. We got the, that's the big thing. We get to Shadowcat. And uh, we get to, to Nightcrawler telling these stories. And, you know, like, well, how many do you think she's got? Seven. I think she's got ten. I think she's got fifteen. And uh, just uh, Nightcrawler's uh, just like I remember just uh, when you're you're playing uh, Healer, you're playing Breaker, and she, like, snaps uh, Shadowcat's nose back into place. And then she just, Storm gets up and... Let's see, she pulls out all these knives. She pulls out one, two, three, four, five, six knives. Big, small, little pop, 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 pop. And then she pulls one. Uh, these boots are obvious. They're meant to distract from this beauty. And she pulls out this tiny little knife and sets it on, on the edge of one of the other knives that are sticking out, out of the, uh, the table and it perfectly balances. I'm like, okay, is that like a Thanos type reference here? Because uh, remember like the balance when, when he handed oh, yeah. little Gamora the knife. But this is a tiny knife, not really meant to do anything other than wound. And Emma goes out for a walk uh, on, on, the, on the bow, and the Marauder is on heavy waters, and we've got Sebastian Shaw. She said, like, what the hell are you doing out here? And he's like, you know, I haven't really, I haven't really uh, been happy for a while, and I just wish she was here with me. Lord Chantel, she deserved better, and the look on on Emma's eyes and she's like lords I haven't thought of her for a long time he's like I know a lot of you haven't and we keep resurrecting everyone and I think she deserved better and the marauder is going up to this citadel that is rising out of the, the stormy waters and you see a a master mold head as the main decoration that is sticking out of this like uh, like imagine giant pole coming out platform going at like almost into like arabian style uh head you know like like you know on, on like piers like watchtowers but a lot more uh techno looking and in the middle we see a master mold head and mm. I, will, I will bring to the council along with the hellfire expedition proposal i hope you will support both our agendas our brightest days are at hand so we got red queen we got white queen we got black queen uh, we're, we're dealing with international intrigue, we're dealing with international incidents, we're dealing with uh, cures that are going to fix everything, uh, but for some reason a gala is happening here, and it's happening in a place where inside ahead of a master mold. And the, the reason I'm scared here is that it's it's like it's it's like a hindsight is twenty twenty thing. Like in in a month when Storm is dead, of course she was gonna die because we did a whole issue devoted about how great Storm is, and the the cover is you know her eighties incantation with her new incantation staring into the sunset on the beach, and I really enjoyed the storylines where they introduced some new characters, and but at the same time though it's it's like man they are hitting hard that this Hellfire Gala is full of dread and something bad is going to happen. And we, of course we've got uh, uh, World of X on the horizon this summer. And I got, I just don't want anything bad to happen to Storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's probably been through worse, so we'll be all right. Hmm. 
that's what I got on that one, man. Like that, God, that scared the shit out of me, man. Like, like, like you can't, <laughs> like, like, like it's like it, it like it, it, it. Imagine if like, and I'm not trying to scare you on this, but like I've got a lot of scars on my arm. What if one day I was like, you know, you're my best friends. I love you. You know, everything's all right. You know, all of a sudden, like I went from depressed to just man, everything's great. Everything's awesome. You've known me for being a depressed asshole for not me personally. I'm, I'm talking just like a like you ever met someone that w- was suicidal and all of a sudden was like really happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, hopefully it does. I'm not trying to like trigger anything in you or anything like that, but I'm, I'm getting somewhere on that one. Like, man, in storm great, man, storm sure is great. This is how great storm is. We're gonna spend the whole night. We're gonna ignore the fact that the white queen is here against her uh, greater judgment, get trying to get drunk with us, Callisto won't even participate. <laughs> she, that, that, ass, that ass kicking from Storm, but man, Storm is great. God, yeah, you know, Storm really is great. And, and, and then we've got Kurt on board here, who is on the verge of creating a uh, mutant religion. And we're going up to a place where, God, it's like... You don't just go to a place that the the whole uh, vestibule is decorated with a master mold head. <laughs> like, yeah, that just that reeks of something's it, gonna happen. It reeks of like this reeks of worse. What was happening next? Of swords, man. Like like something was gonna happen, but it took like eighteen issues for it to happen. But it feels yeah. like some like like this this is a this isn't this isn't a bad too much alcohol office Christmas party. <laughs> this is this is mutants without the fear of death. Yeah. Which, by the way, needs to end. Like, I'm really looking forward to that getting stolen from them. Like, uh, the the fear of death needs to get put back in these mutants because it's getting to the point where it's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, no, I could I can agree with you on that one. It's kind of takes away the fun if you're just like, oh, we're gonna kill somebody off a million times. Hmm. Like you could always come back beforehand, but like now it's like. You can come back five times in an issue. Five times in an issue, but like, hey, man, they 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 resurrected her, made her great five times in an issue already. And 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 the gimmick, like, we're focused on knives. You can't just everything was foreshadowing. This this was a big foreshadowing. Like, man, I'm I'm thinking this the whole time. I'm that engrossed. And I'm like, man, Storm really is great. And I'm I'm like thinking about like I remember putting it down like if I was gonna have a great memory of Storm, I would have been. Uh, one of the uh, urchins stealing with her on the streets of Cairo before um, Xavier found her, and then later on we met up again. Like I was like a, a crazy mutant, and, and she brought me in the X Men, and then I had like something safe there, and and I would have been a good kick ass X Men, and like I, it really got me that engrossed. Like what would my storm story would have been, and and then I see this, and then fucking. If we like it, it's completely shattered when you know Emma obviously isn't going to be a part of a sob fest, a, you know, a, a puff fest here, and uh, and then Sebastian Shaw, who I still don't know why Kitty has not fucking destroyed uh, after what he did to her, <laughs> um, and we get to a master mold head like this. This is this is just this is danger, danger. It's a whole lot of bad whole lot of bad and it's gonna happen real fucking fast not not a 10 issue story and it's gonna happen at a dance at a gala <laughs> oh yeah everybody it's carry all over again 100 percent. 
Oh, don't do that to me, man. Don't make me think Storm's going to go all crazy. <laughs> nah, I'm going to let you get stabbed by one of them knives. Ah. I want to know what that little knife is for, man. Like the like the little knife. Like, yeah, this is the God's You need salad out of your teeth. Yeah, th- this, is, this is the fecalator. <laughs> but this one, this little one here, this is the one on... She was hiding it in her hair. Just, all right. But that's all I just got for that case. one, man. That's what, what, just it, in case. Any thoughts for that sort of foreshadowing, man? Oh yeah, I guess I do. Something's got to happen. Freaking, it's you know, it, it's it's too much of a setup to not deliver on. So we'll see what happens, freaking. And I mean, like, and that's true. That they, that's a good point, though. With the whole, you know, if she if she dies, we're just gonna resurrect her anyway. Yeah, right. Like, what what happens if those things get, you know, polluted or something like that? Or they freaking, you're coming off, but you, you're coming back, but you're not quite right. Like they kind of toyed with it in X, uh, not X, yeah, Hellions a little bit. Where they, you know, some of the characters, when they came out, were a little more aggressive. But, like, what if they came out and you're just, like, you know, just not fully baked or not freaking, you know, you're missing a body part or something like that. Like, what if you're coming back? Like, what if these things are coming out and like, then the characters come out flawed? What do you do? Do you just kill them and try to redo it? We've got two of them so far. We've got two of them so far, and they're alive, but they're not really alive. They're basically... God, uh... This is a... This is not a crude reference, but it's gonna probably offend people. It's like... If you find out that your your wife is pregnant and a month before she you know birth happens, you find out that the baby has Down syndrome. Do you abort, or do you do you give birth, or do you love it regardless and and because it's still it's still a person. Well, it's still a person. There's nothing wrong with people with Down syndrome. I'm just putting in like that that idea is that they're not. In comparison to us with the right amount of chromosomes, they're malfunctioning. But are they really? Because I I, I've met plenty of people with Down syndrome that were wonderful, sweet people. I would I would never reverse meeting them. They they only improved my life. They were great, wonderful people. And mm-hmm. and you know, just it depends on whether or not you want to put the work in there. But that's a little bit more further than what I'm talking about. And my point is that we've got this protocol where we can bring you back. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes there's a malfunction. We can consider getting, they did think about getting rid of rock slide. <laughs> they really did. Is he really mm-hmm. him? Um, but if, if I was writing a story, what would be the heaviest hitter that couldn't come back? I would have been like, I would have thought storm and then not said it out loud or thought it again in case someone accident if I accidentally mentioned it in a writer's meeting and everyone like you know what storm is a perfect one to die that makes perfect sense like like <laughs> that, that one's going to be the heavy hitter that one's going to be the one to fuck everyone up and we won't bring we'll, like we'll fuck it we'll fuck with everyone forever we won't bring her back for another 30 years <laughs> like 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 as opposed to 15 or 20 with Gene mm-hmm. there were so many hints of it but like yeah, let's fuck with them. We're not gonna bring back for eighty years. Like, you know, it's gonna like you're, you're, make a thing of it. Your your grandkids are gonna ask you who Storm was, and then you're gonna get pissed. 
And, uh, hey, but you know, we're, we're, we're higher level of consciousness here at Minefield. So th this sort of armchair booking isn't the type of thing where, would it be cool? No. Would it be a good story? Yeah. Would it be a good story? But that, that's all I got on that one, man, because I don't want to ask you any more goddamn questions. You're making me fucking paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making my mind go to way darker places than they were when I was originally re reading this one, man. But uh, we got Justice League Last Ride left here, man. Yeah, speaking of which, freaking speaking of dark stories, oh, it's not really that bad. But yeah, no, we start out with uh, Superman saving people, as you do. Right. And it turns out him and Lois are in the Fortress of Solitude. And you know, she asks you know, how are you know, how is how's things going? And he's like, Oh, they're fine. You know, I swear. And she's like, It's really funny for someone who's all about truth and justice, you sure do lie a lot. <laughs> fine always means wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, the only time fine means right is when your homie's describing their like next girlfriend. Like, she's fine as hell. Anytime else you <laughs> use the word fine uh, it's not fine. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad word. You know, but, and, you know, and Lois is like, you know, I know things have been tough, but you're not alone. And he's just like, I know, I know. And like, you know, he ends up having a nightmare, just not able to save everybody. And like, he wakes up on top of the floating on top of the bed. And then the, you know, he turns around and the justice league, uh, beeper, I guess <laughs> is going off. And, you know, apparently we find out that the Justice League was basically dissolved. You know, we end up coming to the Watchtower and Wonder Woman's sitting there with Flash. You know, and, and you know, they're like, and Flash is like, do you think he's really, you know, are they really going to come? You know, are they actually going to show up? And, you know, Wonder Woman's like, you know, if people are in danger, they're going to be here. They're going to help. You know, it doesn't matter what childish differences they have. And, you know, Superman just shows up behind him and he's like, sorry, but there's nothing childish about our differences. Nope. You know, but, you know, if people are in danger, we're going to be here, you know, and, and, you know, Clark and Clark and Diana embrace and she's like, you know, it's been a long time. And he's like, you know, too long. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. You know, and then the next page we turn around and Batman just kind of walks in. And Batman just walks right by everybody, sits down, and is like, "All right, what's going? You know, what's going on? I'm needed somewhere. I'm needed in Gotham." He might have shoulder. He he might as well have just shoulder checked everyone when he walked in, even without touching everyone. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can tell. Freaking, you know, Batman. Batman's, you know, Batman and Superman have had some form of disagreement that led to the end of the Justice League. You know, that's you know that's huge. You know, what would, you know. You know, we we had the whole thing during Batman and uh, Batman and Catwoman's wedding where they went out on a double date with, you know, Batman with uh, Superman and Lois. Yeah. yeah, that was a great issue. And that was that way. was an amazing issue because you know they really got into, you know, they were talking to their respective partners about what they admired about the other one, yeah. and freaking it was you know it was really interesting to see. That you was know, a great like issue. Batman thought of Superman as like the pinnacle of what humanity could be, and you know, Superman thought the same of Batman, but for completely different reasons. It's, you know, so, and we sort of turn around, and John Stewart's coming in, 
and freaking we turn around and John we got John Stewart, we got Kilowog, we got Jessica Cruz. 100%. And they've got Lobo uh freaking bound and imprisoned basically. <laughs> the smile on his face, I love it like in yeah. the the fact that it's 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 taken three rings of sheer willpower of three of the heaviest hitters of the core just to restrain this asshole and he's not even pissed <laughs> yep before, before, yeah, he's, he's laughing in Superman's face he's like oh save me Justice League save me <laughs> agreed before we you get know. too far because we, the joke here is, is <laughs> Lobo's unkillable that's his gimmick <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. he's the Wolverine Deadpool. Uh, it's not going to happen. And we've got the, 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 the sheer willpower of three lanterns, but we also have the willpower of two men that were raised on Earth, anger. But with... with, with the, the, this isn't a schoolyard fight here. This isn't like one of them called the other mom's fat. Like, they both have equally good reasons to be pissed at the other. We've got Clark, who is classic Clark, who, let's talk about this, and we've got classic Batman. No, we ain't talking about shit. <laughs> like, yep. you know, you, you are, like, right now, like, you know, I'm not, I, he's either not ready to have the conversation or nothing has come up that has been important enough for him to have that conversation because he prioritizes everything in such a, in such a fashion. Like, he's like, you know, I'm needed elsewhere. And we've got this wild card showing up here. We got Lobo. Like you can't kill Lobo. Like it, it, that's that's the gimmick. We we got Flash cracking jokes here, and and that's that's where I'm gonna stop because I, I I like you taking point on these stories here, man. Like what do you got next? All right. Well, Hal Jordan shows up, and he's talking about how he needs the Justice League. The Justice League are the only people that can protect Lobo. So something huge is coming after Lobo with the plans to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, and Hal's up here trying to talk about rebuilding the core, which means at some point the core was destroyed, and they basically want to make Earth, uh, make the moon into New Oa and make it be the central, you know, the central home for all the lanterns. And the Justice League, they need the Justice League to keep Lobo alive long enough for him to go to trial. For, you know, if they can do that, they can basically try to talk these other planets into giving them the ability to put Oa on the moon. Right. You know, and Batman is just like, you know, you know, Superman's like, you know, that, that would be great. You know, they could, you know, having the lantern so close would help us out tremendously, all the heroes and whatnot. And Batman's like, this is nothing but politics. This is cosmic freaking politics. See, see, that's that's where I gotta stop you on this one because this this one was like heavy in my notes, underlined three times. This is bullshit politics. Lobo is a bullshit patsy here. Um, Lobo is Lobo. He's not like he's going out. I mean, he causes trouble. He drinks too much. Um, mm-hmm. But like, this is like he's the sacrificial lamb, and, and I'm referencing what's going on right now on Oa. Um, in the pages of Green Lantern, where you know all the, all the, it's not a federation of planets; it's a federation of all the galaxies and and even multiverse are coming to talk about like you know this little thing called the Green Lantern Corps and who really has power and everyone's got to be nice here. Um, 
Hal, you know, being Hal, but we've got, you know, John Stewart just being the, the most willful, uh, if you don't know anything about Green Lantern, like, uh, Hal is dog shit compared to John. <laughs> like, like he, he, Hal's just like the, the more recognizable face. And mm-hmm. Hal's like, like, yeah, we got a patsy. Like, Batman, all Batman here is, like, we got a, you, you have a patsy. You want to, um, it, uh, this happens in Marvel and DC all the time. Why is Earth always the one that everyone's coming to? <laughs> like, yeah. It, like, you know, we're humans. We're, we, we write stories about humans, but um, they're, they're acknowledging the fact that, like, it can't always be Earth. And Batman knows, like, way too many assholes are concentrated on our planet in the fucking first place. And I've got muggers, purse thieves, uh, criminals with gimmicks uh, running amok. And and you're you're pulling your bullshit politics here. And not only one of that, you're putting up you're 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 in my mind. Batman's like you you want to paint a big fucking target on the earth. Yeah. To, to satisfy your bullshit politics, like wh- who's gonna win if if uh, if Lobo is convicted? And and then where are you gonna put him? Yeah. And the whole thing is they're doing. They're like Batman's the only guy that's gonna know where to put him to keep him safe. But, like, the thing is, too, we don't even know what Lobo did. You know, he's a bounty hunter. He's he's a, he's a drunkard. But, like, what really, what, what did Lobo do to be, like, you know, we need this guy, we need to protect this guy so that he can go to trial so that we can make all this stuff happen? Like, why is Lobo, you know, such a big deal, basically? Well, I do know he's and, wrong and, to and literally story. <laughs> I and mean, he's wronged literally everybody before or after the story that I, I still don't know what, what point in time the story is, but I can mm-hmm. see why they pick him. He's wronged everybody. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's dirtbag number one. He's not, I don't, I don't want to say he's criminal number one. Like he's like assassin, like killed everyone's king type guy, but he's certainly, everyone's got a reason to not like him. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they, they, they don't like him, but like what, why? Why Why him being the center? Like, why do they need to make him... Like, if you don't like him, you don't like him. But, like, what's he done to to the point where he's freaking, you know, public enemy number one, basically, where everybody's trying to just murderize him? That, that, that's a great point. And I don't think everyone wants to murderize him. I think Hal is, uh, like, back to what Batman said, this is politics. Um, it, this, is, this is a flimsy... This is a flimsy uh, foundation to build... Uh, a friendship and a coalition of everyone together. Like, yeah, yeah, like he Lobo's wronged everyone, but what he got drunk on your planet. He, uh, he did this on, on, on your spaceport. Um, yeah, everyone doesn't really like this guy, but like this, it's not like if it was Lex Luthor, <laughs> like, like that, you know, if Lex Luthor was able to run amok in the cosmos and the multiverse mm-hmm. for 30, 40 years, and re for everyone really to have like Lobo just gets drunk and causes problems and collects his bounty. Lex Luthor wants yeah. power. Lex Luthor causes major major issues. Um, yeah, this is a. Flim- I mean, hell, Brainy- Brainiac takes one city out of every pla- every planet in the world or in the galaxy. Perfect. Perfect. You know, why, why wouldn't Brainiac be another guy you could go after? Exactly. It's, yeah, I'm interested to see like why Lobo is such a big deal for this story. I agree. I think it's more along the lines of Batman being like, you're, 
I don't want to say that he thinks Hal's heart's in the right spot. Uh, Hal just wants to... This this is a band-aid. And Batman wants no part of it. Because he, he, he can see more than five minutes of his face. And then he takes off. You know, fuck it. I'm going to go fight Mr. Freeze. Fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what he does. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Yeah, no, he's trying to stop Freeze from stealing stuff at a museum. Uh, Superman shows up wanting to talk. Batman and Batman's like meet me in the cave in an hour. You know, and and they do. They you know they meet, they talk. Freaking, you know, he you know Batman's basically. I don't need. I don't think Earth needs space cops. Superman's like we we need a unified front. You know, you know if it's not going to be the League, then who's it going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, Batman's just you know Batman's tired of dealing with it. You know. He's had, you know, Superman's up here trying to talk about how they're fragmented and, you know, there's been too many near misses since the league's disbanded and we can't be everywhere. And freaking Batman is just trying to, you know, walking away from him and just kind of ignores him. It's like, hey, it was nice catching up with you. And he takes that big ass penny that freaking has been in the Batcave forever and just with one back fist freaking just shoots it across the cave. And Superman, you know, Superman's just done. And that's that's crazy to think Superman being tired. He's just like, I, you know, I did my best, you know. It was, you know, and he, he tells Batman straight to his face, "It's you who killed John." Ooh. You know, I'm assuming I'm assuming we're talking about Martian Manhunter by the spelling. Low, low blow. You know, low yeah. blow. Yeah. And it was you who sent our friend to death. You know, you you're the one that did that, and freaking, you know, and then he just stops and he's like, "I'm just, I'm tired, Bruce. You know, I'm tired of fighting." I'm tired of fighting everybody, everything, including my friends, you know. Just once, can't you put aside your your at your damn abstinence and help us? Correct. And Batman doesn't, you know, they, there's just like this solemn moment where they're just, you know, heads down, not really saying much, and then Batman just gives in. He's like, Howl's right. And Superman's like, about what? And he's like, you know, I know the best place to hide Lobo. And if we're going to pull this off, we need to go back to Apocalypse. Shit, man. Fucking popped like a motherfucker in that one, because, you know, uh, we, we, you and I spent, like, what, three hours on the phone not even recording talking about Justice League Dark Apocalypse? No. <laughs> like, like, I'll like, more, yeah. yeah, the minefielders, no, no exaggeration. Uh, Morales and I really spent that much time slaving over uh, an hour and a half cartoon, like, double over what happened, and... And and this is, I'm popping like hell on this one. Like, yeah, the, look at look at that perfect like you know bug's eye view of Batsy there. You know, like you know, mm-hmm. pop on the screen here. A uh, couple things before we get too far into it. Uh, this is the type of fight you and I would have. Okay. This is the type of fight where like we're we're just both of us are justified. No. Wrong words were said. It's not like uh, Batman, like you know, said something about Martha, uh, or said something he couldn't take back. I mean, like, I'm just uh, gonna be like, you killed Cardona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, fuck, I killed Cardona. Yeah, you're right. All right, all right. Fuck it, I know what to do. All right, I get it. All right, like, but then we got like, uh, of all the things that he knocks over, he does a, he does a coin flip. <laughs> yeah. Batman could have destroyed the whole. I mean, sorry, Superman could have destroyed the whole, the whole cave. He picked the right... Uh, look, it's a coin flip. He picked the coin flip. I, I know that's uh, one of those things. That, that's not accidental. Like, everything is... 
shit, he could have kicked his car and pissed him off even more. <laughs> yeah, and, nobody's seen their car damaged. Yeah, and no, no car damage. I mean, they're friends. I mean, that that's not men don't damage other men's cars. And in in the, the the we've got like from from point A to point B to C on this uh, top top right last page. I'm so tired, Bruce. Here's some truth. Here's some truth. They both lashed out. You know, Batman walked into the meeting, said, fuck y'all, <laughs> without saying yeah. it. Without saying it. And here we get some truth. Uh, after, you know, Clark finally said his piece, you killed John. And But he didn't He didn't say, fuck you. He didn't say, I'll never forgive you. He, he just said his piece. We got a yep. coin. We got a coin flip. Batman just like, yeah, okay. I gotta, I gotta mature up here. We go to point B, other side of the page, head down, just like you said, just like you said. Both their faces illumined in light, uh, half in light, half in dark. How was right? Like, like no apology necessary. Like we, we got it out. We got it out. We got a mission to do now. Fuck it. I'm on board. Yeah. And then we get that that popping got to go to apocalypse like yeah, yeah. we don't have time well, the, the thing is he didn't say go to apocalypse he said back to apocalypse which makes me think that freaking whatever happened to john jones happened on apocalypse well it did in the it didn't just sleep dark man but like like yeah. i said like i said like it's uh I, this is a story at a time and it's done by some amazing writers and artists. Uh, was this Kurt Busiek on this one? Let me go to the front here. No, Chip Zdarsky. This is a Darsky. I was reading, uh, I had Busiek in my head because I was reading in, uh, Invincible all day, and he did the uh, the first intro on the first graphic novel. Uh, yeah, this is a Darsky. Zdarsky never lets us down. Yep. This is a Darsky. We got, okay, but go back to your, back to Apocalypse thing here. Like, I'm confused what you mean on that. I think whatever happened to John Jones, I think, was a mission to Apocalypse. You know, you, Apocalypse, you know, Apocalypse has those big fire spirals, or spires all mm. over the place and whatnot. Right. John Jones's one big weakness is fire. Freaking, I mean, it kind of it kind of writes itself a little bit, really. It's kind of like it. The fact, like I said, the fact that there's just that one word back. To apocalypse. Oh, I get what you're saying now. That's where it all happened. Yeah, I think I think that, I think the mission was an apocalypse, and I think that's when John Jones didn't make it back, and it was, you know, Batman was you know, in charge of that mission. Because this is post crisis, but they didn't say what crisis. <laughs> yeah. They didn't. Say, there's, there's. Uh, I don't know. No, and, and the whole thing is too freaking Wonder Woman's in it. Wonder Woman is not. It has not shown up an in infinite frontier as of yet N not in a while oh not at all not not yet not since it brought not in frontier yeah because they've got a uh, what uh freaking nubia and they've got yara floor who's wonder girl now correct she heard her first issue's coming out i think next week but yeah as far as princess diana we have not like she has not been in infinite frontier at all so this might even be Freaking! I, I guess it wouldn't be pre-death metal, but you know, it could definitely. It's, like I said, it's a story outside of normal continuity right now. Agreed, agreed. And it, it was bothering me for a while until you you 
like, I had to have the uh, self-apologetic DC guy kind of help me in on this one, because this is, this is a great story, and, uh, like, put it in perspective of what time it is. I mean, look, look at Clark's belt. Yeah. We haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen that in a while. We got a clean I didn't even notice that, but you're not wrong. We, we got a, we got a clean-shaven Batsy here. Uh, clean-shaven, like, you know, like, no bruises on his face. We got an older Batmobile, um... What else was on this one? Uh, Alfred was in on this one too. Like, um, Al yeah, Alfred was there too. Yeah, Alfred was there. Uh, we got a more uh, animated series looking uh, Mister Freeze here. He's just got a little tuft of hair. We've got a, uh, not to mention the fact. Did you notice the sword Diana was carrying? No. Yeah. Uh, flip a couple pages back to her sitting on like uh, on on that. Uh, 70s style cusp chair that we've 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 got a an earlier incantation of we of the sword from um last night on earth i i can't remember any earlier stories of and i haven't read a lot of wonder woman but i've, I've read enough to know that she doesn't always have a fucking sword not that one yeah i know she had one for justice league dark but it was definitely uh definitely a different i feel like it's a different sword not that one. Yeah. We got Barry eating a lot of food, a la, um, um, all the non-food food. All the non-food food. As he puts it. Yeah, like, uh, you've read, I've read a lot of Flash, but I've never seen him this hungry. Like, I, I see it just as a nod to, uh, uh, Justice League, you know, where all the pizza was eaten and <laughs> mm -hmm. needing, like, there's, God, God, the uh, the shot of the the watchtower that is so gorgeous on the moon, man. Mm -hmm. um, other thing here, like if Bats, you know, Bats is one of the most invested in the in the Justice League. If he doesn't want fucking Oa on the moon, we've got our base there. Fuck them. <laughs> like yeah. Saturn has a uh, hundreds of moons. Fuck you, go there. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not wrong. Why? Why? Yeah, no, this is almost freaking. That's just, it, yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, you're right. This is totally a, like you said, a piece at a time. With references and the, to things and that And the fact now. that the Green Lanterns aren't even in, none of the Green Lanterns, with the exception of Hal, are in any form of combat gear. Right. They're all in, you know, all in hoodies. Except for Hal. Hal's in his, like, oh. Hal's in his ceremonial uh, uh Green Lantern Corps uh, blues here. He's he's in his uh, in his uh, I don't know his formals. Look at that. Yeah. It's basically the it's basically the uh, uh, Green Ranger's uh, shield on his chest. Yeah. And Lobo is just Lobo. Lobo's just Lobo. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Just give me a drink. Like, like Pretty much. I'll be out of here soon. Every little bit of this, God, man, I remember when we when we first started talking, I was like, I didn't like it. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I was like, I love this. Like, <laughs> God, some of these shots here, like the uh, at the cave, and in you know, meet me in an hour at the cave, and we see just a not a dramatic entrance of uh, soups here. We just see his, mm -hmm. we see like a poetic entrance, like his his feet just hovering. So. Oh. Batman doesn't have little like mirrors in, uh, on the uh, screen so we can see behind him. <laughs> yep. 
And there's a couple of noticeable uh, omissions. We don't see Aquaman and we don't see Cyborg. Oh, that's a good point. You know, so it's not even a complete Justice League, which is, you know, ominous a bit. Good you know, because if nothing, like, Cyborg can easily be explained away because he always thought, you know. He's got Titan he was, stuff. He was a full Titan, yeah, <laughs> Titan stuff and whatnot. He might be there. But, like, oh, why, why no Aquaman? You know, because this is like, if this is like pre, uh, you know, pre-Infinite Frontier Justice League, should at least be Aquaman. I would say this is more like 98, 99, maybe 2001 Justice League. Uh, before Morrison got a hold of any of this, because there's no zaniness here. This is straight, this is straight battle. But yeah. with, with, with character, this, this book was all character development this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're telling us a story. We just got to freaking, you know, see what see where the next chapter leads us. Agreed. Man, now that you say this, is probably my favorite comic after all we've gone through out of the entire thing. I mean, granted, we had a lot of notes on Joker, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a lot on Joker. <laughs> that was that was like forty five minutes on Joker, man. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, that's all I got for this week, man. The only thing I can say is, is that, uh, I told you, um, I was going to get caught up in a couple of comics today and I didn't because I made the mistake. I'm like, yeah, let me read Invincible. <laughs> uh, and you read all of Invincible. I read four graphic novels of Invincible. I read, oh, geez. I read all the way up to where, uh, I have been told that the Amazon prime show ends. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I read it. Like, I mean, I get these hairs up, man. Sometimes, and as long if I got the content in front of me, like, uh, like I had colder graphic, uh, graphic on um, graphic novel, and then I had uh, this uh, Invincible on the uh, Comicsology app. Every spirit, every literally every stray moment. Nice. Literally every stray moment, and. It was fucking good. It was, it, it was, it wasn't as dense as I thought it would be, but I, I couldn't, I, I can't, and I'll, I'll, I'll do a, a long box on it coming up, because I'm gonna make you read this too, because uh, I give you my password for comicsology. Um, like, nice. like, like, yeah, did, freaking ever. I've read the first graphic novel if I remember correctly. Like we did with, uh, like we did with the boys when you first came on board. Remember, like we, like we, we did the first three. Mm-hmm. We did the first three enough to get caught up with the show. Um, if, but don't forget, and this is uh, my last thought of the night here, uh, is that it's a Kirkman book. It's talking heads. It's it's talking heads. It's it's a fast, Walking Dead read. Like oh nice okay yeah it's it's uh, it's, I don't want to say it's meat and potatoes because meat and potatoes you savor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is more like uh, late night. I'm like, like, like if we were leaving one of the shows, hungover ta- eating Taco Bell. Hungover, <laughs> hungover eating Taco Bell after a show. Exactly. We just this. This is you and I. Spending, I, I never drink on the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is you and I spending twenty five dollars at at Taco Bell. Like that's a lot of goddamn food, but it's all gone. <laughs> it's all gone, and like we just eat that much Taco Bell. Yeah. No, no, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I, a couple of chalupas, I'm done. 
Shit, man. Uh, I don't hate myself. I don't. I don't have that much self-loathing in me. No. Not anymore. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last time, the last time I freaking had Taco Bell legit was probably my bachelor party. Oh damn. Yeah, and that's been almost three years. I'm still pissed I wasn't invited. That I know I didn't know you then. I didn't, I didn't know you then. <laughs> <laughs> Just fuck with you. Trust man. me, it'd been a lot of it'd been a world's cheaper to freaking hire you to do DJ work than freaking the guy I ended up hiring. Jesus, dude, I'd have, I'd have done that for free. Just uh, like uh, my my uh, DJ bill for for friends is uh, bottle of Jack and make sure I have a ride home to someplace safe. Yeah, that would have been a lot cheaper. Like, <laughs> Jesus, I, I got I got all the equipment. the guy did the guy did good work, but freaking well, like the figure place we got, they like um, they had one of those things set up where you had to get everything through them. Like they gave you a list oh, lame. of people you could use, and freaking you had to use those guys yeah, for you... like insurance purposes. They said, and oh, I was geez. like, uh. all right. Like everybody did good work, just freaking. Oh, I freaking. I, I dropped. I dropped a lot of money on that one. What, like 30, 40 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, 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 that sounds around like twelve hundred. Dude, I dropped. I think I dropped total like ten grand. Oh my for god. For everything? Yeah. Alright. Well, you know what, man? I met Carrie two weeks ago and absolutely worth it, man. That that guys, if if you don't have friends like we have here at Minefields, you're fucking up. If you we're not shitting on you, go find them. They're there. <laughs> they're they're just just be better. Just be better. Yeah, you'll 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 find the right people, man. Like uh, I had pretty much nobody for a really long time. I got Morales, I got Colin. I'm getting sappy on y'all, uh, but uh, it's it's there, it's there. And god damn it, next time in your party, I got all my shit, man. You want you want to throw Connor Kitsunira? I'll do it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, f- uh, like I got all this shit. I got about I got about a decade, so yeah. But uh, man. It's a uh, good times, man. Like God, I it, it was a really hard time, like putting my finger on. That. I I feel really guilty not reading Bliss. I've got it. Uh, I really wanted to, but like I was so focused on Invincible and everything DC going. Like I was like, I can read this, but my heart won't be into it. Like I'm I'm not in the right thing. I'm, I'm I already read like half of next week already too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, I gotta I got a couple. I got a couple here that I gotta read. Plus, I gotta. Now that I've got all of Nightfall, I'm about to take like a few hours and just freaking just devour that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask to borrow that. I'll promise I'll, wear, I'll read it with gloves on. Uh, but I I've never gotten the chance to read Nightfall. Like I've read it in a graphic novel form and it was cool. Mm-hmm. But I I'd, I'd really appreciate it if I could borrow that because I want to see the ads. I want to smell the paper. I wanna I want to smell the relic. I have the relic in my hand so. I'm going to go ahead and uh, invite myself over to that party. <laughs> nice. That's what freaking at this point. I think it's like a 20, uh, yeah, 20 something year old comic book series now at this point, but it's mine. Hell yeah, it is, man. I'm proud of you. I'm glad you got it, man. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have my she collection eventually. My Dawn. Um, I, I like collecting those one by one. Uh, but when we next time we get a chance to go to Comic Con, I'm probably gonna have a, a solid like three hundred bucks in my pocket waiting for someone to have the entirety of the Sandman. I don't want. I, I've got a few of the Sandman graphic novels, mm-hmm. but 
I want I want every single goddamn like uh, uh when we were at Vans he had all of um a doll's house and uh God, what was one of the other stories they had um uh, and I was looking at him like I can get these now I can get these now but I know the reason I didn't grab him other than him stop like I was literally holding them in my hand when he's like I don't want people going through these boxes uh trying to make money he definitely helped in that decision um when I knew I was yeah. like no I want to like. I'm going to, next time we go to Comic-Con, I'm going to have a solid 300 bucks in my pocket to find someone have all the entirety single issues. I want the fucking single issues every, I've got one in my safe, I've got number one in my safe deposit box. Um, nice. But, um, I want every fucking issue. I don't, I'm not going to settle for anything less. Like them, I mean, they've got, the hunt this, continues. The, the hunt fucking continues, man. Like, I know they've got these great, like, absolute editions that are, like, bound, like, old school. Like, you'd find it in the Vatican. It's gonna be there for a thousand years. Uh, yeah, they'd be nice to have, but fuck that. I want the fucking single issues. <laughs> I want... I Agreed. Want, I want the... I want the real ones. Like, the... I want, um, or be able to say I was there. Yes. Yes. Just, like, the... The, what, the way you feel having Nightfall... You've got them all. Yep. Freaking. It's pretty sick. No. No, but yeah, no, legit. I remember, like, reading those issues in the back, freaking, of my dad's truck on our way to church. Nice. And freaking, I mean, like, I, like, it brings back, it does bring back memories, which is freaking why I wanted it, you know? Mm-hmm. Freaking now, I kind of, I got that done. I'm moving on to trying to piece together the freaking Amalgam universe. So, see how that goes. No, we'll find them all. The hunt continues, man. That's one of the best parts about the going to be about the show is like going on the hunt, man. Like it's it's out there. Like how many people? Like I really hope people uh, heard our last uh, episode and didn't think like, hey, I'm glad those guys found those. I hope they thought like, you know what? You're right. I've got some grown ass money. I don't have to buy the new Resident Evil right away. Um, I can spend that money and go on a hunt because like they're not always that expensive. <laughs> yeah dude i for real i got like freaking i think most of those i think yeah freaking i think the most expensive one i bought was 500 batman 500 and it was like five bucks yeah like this great freaking story one of the seminal batman stories from like when i was a kid and i was like dude i was freaking i was freaking buying them super cheap like ridiculously cheap compared to what i thought i'd be paying for them and I, hell, by the end of the day, I think I ended up walking out with everything but two of the issues. Shit, I bet you. I bet you got six hundred for less than cover price. Yeah, probably. So that wasn't even bad, freaking. So can't complain at all about that. Well, guys, we hope that we inspired you to go. You know, like, hey, you, you know, it's a thing. You know, you you, you get the uh, the issues you like, it, the the full story, the the relics, the the original issues. It's it's a completionist type uh, a completist or whatever word it is completionist uh, completionist uh lifestyle or or even uh goal you know it, it you you literally had holes in your soul filled having all of nightfall didn't you yeah. <laughs> it's solid dude i mean it's, it's not too bad being a completionista <laughs> shit man like yeah i know yeah. that's that's the thing dude freaking this you know we're at that point we're freaking we can look back and be like, oh, I'd like to have that, and then go out and go find it. And that's half the fun, man. You know, like you said, we could have just freaking, like, I ended up, you know, cheating at the end and getting, like, the last two issues off of eBay. But, like, 
there there was something that some there's something to be said to being able to go to a comic store and flip it through back issues and finding that that you know couple of issues you've been looking for for years and you're like oh there it is in a solid conclusion you know? yeah. <laughs> and as long as long as as long as that one guy is not like hey we don't want you looking at our back issues then why do you have back issues sir this is my hard why do you have back issues this is my hard earned ass money like like fucking Connor was like eyeballing these issues like oh the only old man's gone this is mine <laughs> <laughs> no, he, just wanted, he just wanted Pokemon cards he did get Pokemon cards though. Yes, yes he did yes he did so. he probably would have gotten more he probably would have gotten more if uh, we'd have gotten that fucking third degree yeah not wrong like that's yes, for real dude I'm like I would have spent another 50 60 bucks easy you, I could I could name the issues I would have grabbed off the freaking walls. Seventy five, that would have been yours. Easy. You, you'd, well. you'd, be, you'd be looking at it right now and being like, you know, glad I have it. Now, now we'll we'll, we'll uh, the the right people will get your money for the right issue that's waiting for you on that one, man. Because there's exactly and it it sucks to say that there's some stores out there that just don't appreciate their customers and. But there's some really good ones out there. But if you're in the Springs, listen to uh, the next time we go on the hunt. Because we got like four more to go through. And it was a badass time. Yeah, good times had by all. Well, that's all I got for all night, man. Uh, you got anything left? No, I think we're good. Damn good. Kick-ass issue. Guys, uh, I'll send us off. This transmission is over. And this is dangerous. Till next week.